Hello team, hope you're doing well. Happy Wednesday the 8th of December 2021. Wasn't able to do my podcast yesterday, or the podcast, should I say. had a full day of business training, which was very intense in a good way. I learned a lot, a lot of insights. I've had to improve what I'm doing here to get better results for you, to build my business, and get better results ultimately. I want to share some of the insights I took from the day. So it basically covered some business things, but also a lot of mindset. Because similarly to fitness goals or any goals or what we class as success, what really does make 80, 90% of the difference, the progress is mindset. Nine times out of 10, we have problems that come up in the process. And we probably think that it's a skill set issue, a logistical issue, a I need a certain kettlebell or gym or I don't have access to the right food issue, but it's actually a mindset issue. Don't get me wrong, some of the time it is actually a logistics problem, but most of the time it's a mindset problem. And the difficult thing in understanding that is we, our mindset or our beliefs blame or project what we think the problem is onto something else. Well, I can't go to the gym because they don't have this on a Wednesday or they don't, I can't have that kind of food. So that means it's all pointless. And we manage to convince ourselves that it's a logistics or access or a lifestyle issue, it's actually a mindset issue because there's so many ways for you or me to get to our goal. If we let one thing, one small thing get in the way, that's a mindset problem. That's not a logistics problem. And one of the big things I took away from yesterday was about, we were speaking about standards and expectations Many of us have got higher expectations than the standards we have. We expect to lose a certain amount of weight. We expect it to be so easy or we expect to consistently progress with no barriers. These expectations can leave us very susceptible for disappointment, being demotivated and giving up, especially when our standards don't match the expectations. This is a very realistic way of looking at it because your standards are what you're doing on a daily basis, the things that you won't compromise. Let's get, let's push hope and desire aside for a moment. That's all good. That's good for motivation. But standards is a different thing. Standards are, I do this whether I feel like it or not. These are the, this is the bare minimum that I expect from myself. Hence why your results will never never be lower than your standards. Because all year round you drink the water or all year round you walk or all year round you do that Babington class two times a week. So to a certain extent your fitness will never be below that. So if we want to have high expectations for ourselves, we have to make sure our standards are just as high. 
in some scenarios, it's better to have higher standards than expectations. And the reason for that is you focus purely on the daily actions that you should be doing without compromising, cutting corners, doing it when you feel like it. And all the benefits, all the outcomes and all the results are a bonus because your expectations are low. Your expectations are low, your standards are higher, which means you do the work and every bit of positive feedback is a bonus rather than so many times I speak to some of you and I say, well done, you've lost some weight. Well done, you've done that. Well done, you've done that. And you're like, well, yeah, it's not good enough yet. yet. I'm not really, I don't want to give myself a pat on the back yet. And that's a sign that your expectations are still, yeah, sky high. And there's nothing wrong with having high expectations. Like I said, if your standards match it, if your standards are lower than that, you're leaving yourself susceptible for disappointment, which is ultimately something that will make you give up, demotivate you to say, forget about it, it's not going to work. Standards, I'm talking about how much water you drink a day, how many workouts you get a week minimum. It's kind of like raising the floor rather than trying to reach for the sky. Raise the floor so you don't go any lower than that. That was one of the big takeaways for me personally as well in business. Because I'm quite a... I can get easy, I can get motivated, I can be quite positive and things get me enthusiastic. But sometimes that leaves me open for a drop because I can get overly optimistic. Too high expectations. And then when things don't match that, there's a drop after that. Whereas if I can get to, and you can get to a place of steady, consistent growth, a, it's more realistic, and B, there's less volatility in our emotions in the process. I love being excited, but to the extent that you get overly enthusiastic rather than just grateful and proud of your hard work, the pendulum will swing to the other side at some point of, beating yourself up because you've kind of, you've bought into the idea that things are just sky high from now. Whereas the truth is like we all know, life is full of ups and downs, peaks and troughs, good with the bad, rough with the smooth. But all that can change to make it more enjoyable is to not get as dragged, not get as carried away with it, experience the good things, Learn from the lessons, learn from the low points, and then keep it moving so that we're consistently going in the right direction. I also want to announce that I've recorded a Christmas survival guide that I'm going to send out to each and every one of you to watch, make some notes, and I'm going to ask them for some feedback about what your plan is over Christmas. And the guide is basically to help you enjoy Christmas without it setting you up for feeling guilty, frustrated and um, demotivated in the beginning of January. So I'm gonna send that out to you in a video and you're gonna get a little notepad 
and write down some of your takeaways and plans for the Christmas period. This takes me on to um, another topic. It's not so much to do with yesterday, but I wanted to share with you all my my most powerful habit that's changed my life. Since we've been speaking about the volatilities, the ups and downs, the expectations and standards, a really good way to build that consistent clarity in your thoughts is journaling, which I do every single day. Because this all starts with the things that we're thinking on a daily basis. And most of us aren't aware of the assumptions we're making, the expectations we're setting, the beliefs we have, the stories we're telling ourselves, which leaves us on the back foot. And I spoke to someone the other day about this and they said, I just try try and push away my problems and my stresses. And I said, can you give me an example of where that works? In your life, in life, in any scenario where we ignore a problem and it goes away. Never has a scientist thought, well, the best way to solve this problem is to ignore it. No, instead they, they understand it, they dissect it. So that then they can create a solution. This is what journaling is. Many of us have problems in our head, in our life, that we're just pushing to the side from the past, from today. Someone's triggered us. Someone said something. We've not fully got over something that's happened in the past. And right now, we're still functioning from a place of defense, from a place of coping mechanism or to ignore that feeling, to ignore that problem, to ignore that issue. And ultimately, this is where it links to health and fitness, because obviously I'm just a PT. Sometimes people think, well, where are you going with this? But this links to your energy, your energy management. This links to the decisions you make with food, the decisions you make with exercise, how you turn up and whether or not you can sustain your results. Because, yeah, anyone can just do a six week plan, blast themselves for five, six days a week up until they get to Marbella because all they're thinking about is Marbella, Marbella. And then after that, they're back to square one, if not even further back. So journaling is basically having a brain dump onto a piece of paper to get clear on what's going on in your head and problem solving. It's not always active problem solving. Most of the time, it helps just to write it down, get clear on it and detach from it because most of the time we're caught up in the feelings of that person said that I'm still struggling with that. I've got that thing coming up soon and I'm worried about that. And if we just push it to the side or if we say, I'll think about it, we never actually think about it. It drains our energy. Hence why we go to distractions Things like food, social media, watching hours and hours and end of TV, drinking, other habits. The reason that we're doing that is because we're trying to ignore or avoid an emotion, some thoughts that will come up. 
And like I said, I had a conversation with someone the other day and they couldn't answer me. They couldn't answer me when I asked, in which scenario does ignoring a problem work? If something's going to be in your life all the time, ignoring it has never worked in my experience. You can either address it head on, aggressively, or we can change the way we look at it. You can either remove it, tackle it, or change the way you're looking at it. The power of perspective. So for anyone that has never done journaling before, because some of you haven't, I, I usually bring it up to people when I can tell it's necessary, but I think everyone should do it. If you've never done it before, I can send you a series of questions to help you get started because most people are a bit apprehensive about doing it because they're like, well, I don't know what to write. So there's some good trigger questions that get you started to clarify things. And I'm very, very, very confident from my own experience and other clients that have got great results that the clearer your thoughts are, the more detached you are from your emotions and your thoughts so you can be objective with them and you can be in more control the easier this process will be in terms of making better decisions with food um exercise staying consistent enjoying the process and not being your own worst enemy like we've spoke about on previous podcasts so that's um that's about it for me today it's a bit of a shorter podcast we've covered about what I learned yesterday in my coaching we also went into raising your standards and lowering your expectations so that we can have less volatility of our emotions and thoughts in the process going from beating ourselves up to hyping ourselves up which can the hyping part can temporarily feel nice but if it's not controlled, if it's not, if you're not careful, you can get carried away with it. And then we've, yeah, just to remind you, I'm going to send out the Christmas survival guide this Friday. And I'll ask you to send me some feedback on what your plan is for Christmas. So we've got a game plan, an action plan. So you're confident and you can enjoy it more. And finally, my most powerful habit that I've been doing for probably about two, three years journaling. I really encourage everyone to do it. It only takes like 15, 20 minutes a day. Makes a big difference. Yeah, I think a lot clearer, a lot more focused. I know what I want, know what I don't want. I know what's a waste of energy thinking about that's out of my control, which makes me feel quite unstoppable at times. Don't get me wrong, I still have barriers. I still get caught up, but that's new lessons to learn. It's a work in progress. There's no such thing as perfection. Progression, not perfection, like they always say. So I hope you all have a great week. Thank you for listening. Let me know if you took any gems from this. And I'll speak to you all next week.